Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Juno Steel and the Stone Unturned. Juno. I do not know where I am as you read this. I hope I am beside you, and this journal is merely another of my many overdramatic flourishes. Just your dearest thief making a performance of the simple act of sharing oneself with another person. If so, I hope you will forgive the indulgence. Speaking to a crowd or in costume always feels safe to me. Invisible, anonymous. It is when I speak with someone who might truly know me that the fear sets in. But I suspect, deeply enough to scrape my bones, that I am not beside you. That instead this journal is a replacement for my words in person. I am sorry for that. Though it is true that I am a coward, I can only promise that I did not leave to run away from you, and that in time this journal may help you to understand why I did. Because I have a story to tell you, dear detective. One that a part of me wished you read in my mind during our imprisonment with Miasma one that I should certainly have told you before I ever suggested we leave Mars together. Well then, on with the show. You may recall that after I parted ways with Mag, I made a rather grandiose claim to the constables of New Kinshasa. Pay attention, constables, because this is the important part. Every time you fire a laser from this city, know that I come that much closer to destroying it. Know that I can do so whenever I please. Know that I will always be among you, that I could be anywhere, anyone, for I have no name, no past, no identity, and I never will again. It's plain and simple, constables. You cannot catch what you cannot name. With no identity, I've nothing to tie me down. And so, when trouble arises, I can just... Disappear. All of which sounds terribly impressive, particularly when one is 16 years old and has little sense of the weight the future brings. It is one thing to live as an anonymous specter of justice for a week. It is quite another to bear the loneliness, the fear, the sleepless nights, for months without an end in sight. Particularly when one's bluffs are called so fully. Within three months of my grandstanding, the Guardian Angel system was in full operation yet again. And though my skills in disappearance have always been strong, it was not possible for me to make good on my threat to those constables in New Kinshasa's core. Meanwhile, where was I? Cowering in shadows on Brahma's surface, certain that each concussive laser bolt would be the last sound I ever heard. I'd had an inconsistent education in the value of a cred. Mag had covered my expenses for years, and as a child I only ever stole enough to feed myself one day at a time. Without Mag, I hadn't a cent to my name for disguise, surgical or sartorial. And thus was I trapped on Brahma, alive only as long as I could hide from New Kinshasa and its fatal judgment. I sequestered myself in a series of basements and bunkers, leaving for the next before my hosts noticed their food supplies shrinking. But eventually even my short trips outside and in the dark filled me with the most unbearable terror. Every sound became a thunderbolt, every smell my own burning flesh. 
The mere sight of the sky was enough to speed my heart and fog my eyes for days on end. That kind of fear creeps inside and steals you away piece by piece. The embarrassing truth is that within six months, I had given up on living any longer. So I found one last basement to settle into. This time I did not run. The basement itself was larger than the dugout foxholes beneath most Brahmin homes. Places to hide when the constables and laser bolts descend. Something about that space felt familiar to me. The smell, perhaps, or the clothing I sometimes found in the one-room shack above the basement. In our age of space travel and cybernetics, automatons and air conditioning, we forget we are still as animal as the apes of old Earth. I shared my space with chemical apparatus I had never seen before. Bottles and tinctures and patched-up machines. And even they felt familiar to me, oddly comforting to some instinct I could not name. Until the day my host revealed himself to me. This is it, then. Be brave, Peter. Meet it with your eyes open. Hey, um... I, I was gonna wait until you came out of there on your own, but... It's been a few weeks now, and I thought you might be getting hungry. I, uh, made some tea, and I have a sandwich... Well, most of a sandwich, anyway. Sorry. Um, you know, I was trying to figure out how to talk to you, and I got nervous, and I wasn't thinking, so I kind of just started uh, eating it. <laughs> it's nice to see you again, Petya. His name, as you must have gathered to read this entry, was Slip Jackson, and it had been six or seven years since I'd seen him last. <laughs> Slip Jackson, what a load-up. I think I found the entrance we're looking for, Juno. You ready to pull the hot rod in? About goddamn time. Listen, jerk, if you don't like waiting around, the next time you can do the terrifying spacewalk on the side of a friggin' asteroid, all right? And leave you alone with my car? I don't think so. You already spilled half a goddamn cherry pie on the seat. Whatever, I don't care. God, whatever mood you're in, steal. I want you out of it by the time I'm out of this stupid spacesuit. We're here for Rita, remember? Rita. Right. Whatever, Nereev. I don't have time for you or your stupid games. Whether it's a cave on top of a mountain, or a cabin deep in the wilderness, or a pressurized capsule 10,000 miles below sea level, some people prize their privacy so much that they'll dig and climb and build for years just to get the hell away from everyone else. And after reading the first few pages of an array of sappy journal about Slip Jackson, I was starting to understand why. My name's Juno Steele. For a few years now, I've been doing my best to listen to people, understand them, where they're coming from, and all that junk. And if you want to know the truth, I'm sick of it. Especially since nobody seems to give a damn about figuring out where I'm coming from. straight through the night for goddamn days trying to decode your dumb journal in the raven. What do I get? A goddamn romance novel with your ex. <laughs> Gotta hand it to Wire. Looks like she's just as sharp as she was back in the academy. 
This place was hell to find. Oh, she didn't build this place. It was like this when she found it. No way you know that. You wanna take that stupid helmet off, Falco? I feel like I'm talking to an alien from one of Rita's streams. <laughs> Bet you'll get a kick out of that, huh? That related distress call received. Now transporting 300 globules. The Ruby scan said this place goes deep. Let's move. If you really, really don't want to be found, a place like the asteroid belt is usually where you end up. You have to live underground if you don't want to end up between a rock and another, even huger space rock. And with millions of goddamn asteroids in every cluster, yours is constantly getting shuffled with all the others. Not just a hidden place, but a moving one. Sure, somebody could find you, but it'd take a whole lot of shovels and a whole lot of time. Unless you have an address, like we did. Asteroid XZ2B21Z. It sounded familiar to me. Or as familiar as alphanumeric soup can. I was even pretty sure I'd heard Sasha say that name before, though I couldn't remember when. But it made me wonder how long she'd been sitting on this place, waiting to use it as her own private prison. Looks like we're here. Jeez, oh, that's a long staircase. Sure is. Who knows how far it goes, though. Falco, do you have a pen or something? Way ahead of ya. Dropping it now. So... Your pen super just got eaten, right? Sounds like a damn trash compactor down there. The hell is wire keeping in this place? Who knows? Hell, who cares? Let's get Rita and go. Steel, don't you think we ought to talk this over before we rush in? Steel! Come on, stop a second. We should come up with, you know, a, a plan of attack. A place this huge could have anyone and anything in it. Nobody's waiting to get us. Ruby Scan only found one bio sign down here. But how do you know that's Rita, huh? Maybe this is a trap. We gotta be on our toes, or... What's this? Print out from my car scan. Read from here. Chemical imaging finds biocyan containing high concentrations of high fructose corn syrup, synthetic sodium, and pink dye number two. Yeah, alright, so that's definitely Rita. And nobody else. So Sasha didn't make this place and neither did Dark Matters. Simple. Simple how? That seems like a hell of a leap. <sighs> Last time I saw Rita, she was taken into Dark Matter's custody. If she was a Dark Matter's prisoner here, there'd be an agent guarding her, and there isn't, so she isn't. Sasha must have moved her out of the Dark Matter system and into this secret base of hers, and if she's not in the Dark Matter system, she's not going to be in a Dark Matter's facility, which means Dark Matters didn't make this place done. Alright, but how do you know she didn't make it? Hire someone under a fake name or something. Walls are painted green. She hates green. Probably confiscated this place from someone while on Dark Matter's duty and never told HQ. Free secret base in the asteroid belt. Perks of being a super cop. But then... Hold on, it takes steel. Doesn't that mean Wire got Rita out of their system? Yeah, Sasha could have done that before she was even director. In high school, she got an A- in calculus, so she went into the high school's computer system and deleted the math department. Which was funny at the time, but still. I'm not asking if she could. I'm pointing out she did. She saved Rita. Put her off to the side, so maybe she's... Using doing... Rita to do something she needs done in secret. That's all. So she has secrets from dark matters. 
And that could mean... She's exactly the same as every other director of Dark Matters, covering herself for when the subdirector is looking for a promotion. Still, I'm just asking you to keep your brain turned on. If wire's the problem, we could learn something here. My brain's on. I thought all that through and said it out loud. Now I'm going to find Rita, and then I'm going to leave. But hold on a sec. Stop. Look, there's a room right here. We'll clear it just like we used to. I'll go first, you get ready for cover and fire, and... Steal! We're just here for Rita, and my hunch says she's at the bottom of this staircase with Mr. Monster. There are things besides Rita we might find here, you know. Not interested, but thanks for the offer. But you could figure out what the hell Wire's up to, or why she's acting like Punk, this, or... to be totally honest, I'm done caring about what Sasha Wire is thinking. But she's after you, you lousy... And I'll deal with that, but I'm not looking through every goddamn drawer in her secret shelter, all right? Whoever she used to be, whatever her reason is, I'm done with her. You're still a fugitive, Steel. What are you gonna do about her coming after you? Figure that out when I get there. Sounds like a good way to end up in a coffin. I don't know what I'm gonna do, all right? Honestly, I'm not convinced there's anything I can do, because you know what this reminds me of? I keep thinking how I felt when I was forging that evidence to take down Hijikata. You know how I felt, Falco? I felt great. I felt like good cop, like Andromeda, like some superhero out of a kid's story. When I start thinking a few steps ahead, like, I rescue my family and and then what? I I take down the director of Dark Matters? That's even more delusional than I was about Hijikata. But when I think about Sasha, that's all I want. A final showdown. We stop her for good, and my family lives happily ever after. And most importantly, I get to look her in the eyes and say, I won, and I get to feel done. And you know what? I bet even that wouldn't solve anything. Someone else would just take over and do the same goddamn thing, or some other organization, and just be like with the Theas in the Guardian Angel system. You tear yourself down to pieces trying to help people now, but you're always going to lose the long game. Whoa, whoa, Steve. Slow down. I shouldn't have pushed that hard. You've got time to figure out how to deal with her. You do. We can't rush this, cause... I won't have time if we spend it all looking through every one of these stupid rooms, so let's move. All right. If you're gonna be a baby about this, I'll treat you like one. You're on timeout, Steel. Like hell I am. Just sit down, punk. <clears throat> sure, all that quick and dirty detective work was pretty impressive, but you don't know everything about this place. And as long as Rita's on the line here, I'm gonna go slow, and I'm gonna go careful. Be here all goddamn week, Falco. Then we'll be here all week. If that's an issue with you, you can go wait in the car. I'm serious. I'm not a kid anymore. No, you're an adult, which is why I'm frustrated you're not treating yourself like what? If the fight's too hard, you're supposed to take yourself out of it so you can fight again later. I can handle this on my own. I can walk down a goddamn staircase. A staircase, sure. But Sasha Wires? <sighs> Look, I get it. You went through hell, and you rightly decided you're done with her. That's hard. It really is, and I'm proud of you, kid. But I'm sure it makes looking through her stuff hell, so... Just let me do it, okay? I just want to get Rita and go. We will, but we're gonna do it right. This looks like a library or something. I'm gonna dig through and see what I can find. You won't find anything, Falco. She's just like the rest of them. You'll think you found something, some motive or secret genius plan, but none of that matters to anyone but us. It only matters that she cuts it the hell out. (laughs) Maybe that doesn't even matter, I don't know. We'll be in and out of here before you even know it. No harm taking a look around, so just stay cool a few minutes, okay?
I tried to stay cool. I really did, but my mind was full up and getting louder by the second. A lot of it was about Sasha, about how the hell I was supposed to live with her hunting me down, about how I could beat her, about if that was even possible. But a lot of it was about what Mick had told me, too, when we were talking about Wilco. That despite all the hell I'd lived through under Ramsey's thumb, they as souls of a different name would be on shelves across the galaxy and there wasn't a goddamn thing I could do about it. Just like how Nereev couldn't stop the Guardian Angel system. Just like how I'd never stop Dark Matters. The only person who could stop anything, as far as I could tell, was Sasha Wire. The Cure Mother Prime could have changed health forever. And now it was just jello and a lingering spicy smell on my best pants. And up against that, well, it wasn't so hard to tell who would win the battle. So, yeah, I wasn't exactly cool. And the sound of whatever gurgling machine or monster Sasha was keeping at the bottom of the staircase wasn't helping either. I needed something else to get upset about, or I was going to lose my mind in there. Luckily, I had something on me that could do just that. A journal sitting in my coat pocket where Slip Jackson was waiting for me. Tea and I have a sandwich. Well, most of a sandwich, anyway. Sorry, um, you know, I was trying to figure out how to talk to you, and I got nervous, and I wasn't thinking, so I kind of just started uh, eating it. <laughs> it's nice to see you again, Petya. His name, as you must have gathered to read this entry, was Slip Jackson, and it had been six or seven years since I'd seen him last. This was not accidental was when Mag first took me in, and at the time, Slip had made his feelings about Mag very clear. I always thought there was something weird about the old guy, you know, hanging around with the kids all the time. Creepy. And that story about meeting your dad, who knows how many kids he tried that I on, and... I don't know that I can talk about Mag, Slip. Not just yet. All right. Then, uh, what do you want to talk about? Anything. Just something... Pleasant? Please. Oh. Well, I'll try. Hey, you know what I was thinking about the other day? You remember that trick we pulled with the other pests? At, uh, you know, that pub where the constables were always hanging out? We were just going to go in and take some food or nutrient paste at least. And then someone, maybe it was Rake, said if we were looking for a distraction, they figured out how to make this, well, uh, sort of a glue from moss and things. And... Slip, you made that glue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did. It's crazy that it worked so well. And then there was that one constable, you remember? And while the others were all shouting at us with their butts glued to their stools, he was trying to get out of his I've never told to you what my life was like before, man. Growing up on the streets of Brahma. Many of the Guardian Angel System's victims had children, and so the orphan population on the surface was sizable. My earliest days on Brahma had not been lonely ones. I had a family then, too. An ever-changing family of several dozen children who came and went as they were captured by constables, escaped their foster families, were locked away, or just vanished, never to be seen again. Pests, we were called, and we wore the name with pride. Slip and I hadn't been especially close in those early days. He had both scared and, frankly, disgusted me. It was an open secret among the pests that Slip and his cohorts spent a good deal of the money they stole on... 
chemical entertainment, psychoactive and hallucinogenic substances in particular. The thought that Slip would purposefully cloud his senses horrified and fascinated me. I had seen many of my friends killed or captured due to a single second's carelessness, so I kept my distance, even when Mag offered to take me in and Slip was the only pest who warned me against it. Hey, what about the time we said we were selling vacuum cleaners? You talked those Mark's ears off and Dodger and I- I'm so (laughs) sorry, Slip. I said such terrible things to you the last time we talked. I don't remember them all now, but- You, um, called me a suicidal psycho. Yes, well- And you told me that I was jealous. And that the only way I'd ever leave the pests was in a body bag. And that every time I got high on whatever junk I found and messed with a constable, I was putting myself and everyone around me at risk. I see that you remember quite well. I think about it kind of a lot. So... You've been more careful about your safety, then? Yeah, but I don't think that's what you really want to ask me. I suppose not. You were right that not being at my best when it mattered was putting the other pests in danger. But you could have said it nicer, is all I'm saying. Life in this galaxy is already too hard without your friends being cruel to you. Sorry, Slip. I can't tell you how grateful I am for all this. <laughs> for a cup of tea and half a sandwich? You're easier to please than you used to be. It's much more than I've had in a long time. <laughs> I've slept quite a bit over my months of infamy, but more than anything, I'm just exhausted. Tired in a way, sleep doesn't help. It certainly hasn't yet. Then... Do you, uh, do you want to get your mind off of things for a little while? I thought you said you'd stopped. On jobs, I do. But right now, honestly, I could use a break. No, thank you. I'm not, I mean, I I would rather... Oh, no problem. You don't have to. But I'm gonna. Getting that sandwich was a whole thing. I'm pretty tired. So... I'd appreciate it if you uh, didn't try to stab me or rob me for the next hour or two. If you don't mind, I mean. Protein paste and water are in the chill cube if you need anything. Just leave enough for me. This is... safe? Yeah, it is. How do you know that? There could be something in it, something you don't know. I know, know because I made it. (laughs) Oof. Uh, if you have any last questions, I have maybe 30 seconds to answer them before things get, you know, weird. What is it like? Well, uh, it's kind of like a break. Just a little piece of time you steal all for yourself. Deep where the world can't touch you. Steal a sandwich. Steal some time. Pest life, huh? (laughs) So weird. Slip was organized, meticulous, and a very hard worker. The majority of our time together was spent in silence, as he worked on more of his compounds and as I... recovered. He destroyed the vast majority of what he created. The rest he sold, or, I expected, gave away. I thought it was terribly stupid of him, and I said nothing. 
only observed. All of which is to say that even though my horror at Slip's behavior had waned, my fascination had not. He had always been curious, had always tinkered, always suggested strange and, well, often unnecessary additions to our childhood mischief. There was something oddly thrilling about seeing how he'd grown from a boy, theorizing about how he might irreparably ruin a group of constables' uniforms, to this, a studious young man with complicated chemical apparatus. Stolen chemical apparatus, to be certain. But there was even something romantic in that. Even Meek Slip hadn't waited for life to cater to him. He'd gone in and taken what he wanted for himself. Could I say the same? I hoped I would be able to some day, far in the future, if I ever managed to escape Brahma. I did not expect that Slip would give me that opportunity himself. What would you say if I told you I could show you the sky again? I'd say you finally tired of me as a house guest. Unless you've concocted something that can summon the sky once swallowed? Nope. Well, it doesn't usually. These might help, though. These are tickets for interplanetary flights to Sarasvati. I never said it was the Brahmin sky. <laughs> Surprise! Oh, jeez. Uh, you do like surprises, right? I guess I didn't even ask. Uh, I'm sorry if Slip, you... Slip, how did you get these? Uh, I stole them. The constables! Don't know. I made sure. I was planning on getting off Brahma for a while. Would have gone a few weeks ago if you hadn't shown up. But I don't think I could enjoy the flight knowing I'd left you back here. So I stuck around until I could find another. It's yours if you want it. (sighs) Oh, this is (laughs) probably way too much too fast. I'm sorry. You're saving my life. How could that be too much? Well, um, it's just, you know, ever since you went off with the old man, I've thought, I mean, I wondered what it would be like to, um, see you again. It's not like I was constantly thinking about you, but, you know, well, maybe I was. A A sleuth like yourself, Juno, may have deduced the underlying tension of my relationship with Slip already. But to me, it remained a mystery until precisely that moment. Watching him mold his words with shaking lips. Watching him knead his hands as he spoke. In the space of a moment, it all made sense. Even my horror at Slip's habits as a child. After all, I had never felt quite the same fear for the sake of Slip's friends, Dodger and Rake and the rest. And where I could easily have felt captive, unable to leave Slip's one-room home, instead I had always felt... Peaceful. Relieved. Before I knew what I was doing, I kissed him. And then you just showed up in my basement, and I thought, oh, geez, this isn't right. It's not like he can go anywhere, because he's, you know, stuck with you. But I was also thinking... (laughs) I will spare you the details, of course. The only detail I must give is this. You, You know... You don't need to uh, stay with me just to be, um, nice. If you want the ticket, I'll I'll give it to you, and when we land on Sarasvati, you can just, you know, go wherever you need to. I will be where I need to. Don't worry. And you'll be right beside me. But if I may ask, why Sarasvati? 
If you've stolen the tickets, then price shouldn't be a concern. I would have thought you'd choose somewhere further away? Well, if you want to know, there's something on Sarasvati I need, but... There's something I want to make. Something that's going to make these pills look like cough drops. But I don't know enough to make it yet. And there's a way to get the information I need on Sarasvati. I've had my eyes on it for, well, a long time now. You take your creations very seriously, don't you? (laughs) Sometimes it feels like I don't know how to stop. I would like to try one, I think. Is your offer still open? I don't... That's really nice of you, but I don't want you to think you have to try it just to uh, make me feel better. It isn't to make you feel better. It's to know you, Slip. And I think I'm finding I'd like to know you quite well. Well, a trip of your own design, followed by a trip to Sarasvati. That, that, uh... I think I'd like that, Pitya. I think I'd like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I asked for answers, Nari. I have not for you to walk me through your first goddamn date. Hour and a half. Jesus, Falco, what happened to a quick look around? Hey, Puck, what's the matter? You get lost in there? Puck? Puck wasn't in the room I'd seen them enter. As far as I could tell, they weren't anywhere at all. I tried not to let the panic find a hold in me, but panic is like a flame, someone once told me, and I was feeling the heat. They couldn't have gone further down the staircase. No matter how absorbed in Arev's journal I was, I would have noticed Puck stepping on my head to get past me, so I started from the room I'd seen them enter and made my way backwards, undoing what little progress we'd made. The weirdest thing about Falco disappearing for 90 minutes was that I couldn't even imagine what they would have spent those 90 minutes on. We'd only made it past four doors. So, going backwards, first the library, which sure was a generous word for a closet with a bookshelf built into the back wall. Most of the contents were cleared off, the rest a scattered pile of pages and debris. Some of them looked like they came from kids' books, and some looked like they came from encyclopedias. So you had big, colorful cartoon mega-heifers saying, eat up, next to a torn description of arsenic and just how much blood it makes you puke. Classy. Also, impossible to tell which of those books were Sasha's and which were the previous tenants. I moved on. Rooms two and three were empty of furniture but full of intel. Both had long, deep gouges in the metal floor where furniture had been moved, glistening like a snail's path out the door and off the staircase. Furniture pushed straight over to take the long tumble to hell. Only difference between the two was the distance between the gouges. Both pieces of furniture had been four-legged, but the one on the second basement floor was much smaller than the other. I was pretty pissed off on the way to the top floor. And not just because I'd just walked eight floors and ended up right where I'd started. I was pissed at him for something else, too. Plus, I was mad at Mick and... Hell, me, too, I guess. Mick still leaving the door open for Sasha like they'd talk and it all makes sense and he could just be buddies with a dictator. Puck looking for Sasha's motive like a peek in her head could explain all this away. Me for wanting both those things secretly. 
Even then, I knew Mixed Point was a little more complicated than that. Pucks, too, but goddamn, I was sick of complicated. For once, just once, it'd be nice if something just made sense. I was, well, tired covers part of it. The same way an inch covers part of the way from Mars to Pluto. Finally, last door. Alright, Falco, game's up. If you were planning on checking every goddamn room all over again, you could have at least told me. Puck isn't here. Just this desk and... The hell? It was coming from the wall. Something was pounding on the inside of the wall and trying to get out, desperately. My first panicked thought was, well, game's up, Steel. She finally got you. Sounded like there were two of them, though. Puck and Rita, terrified, trying to escape something. But what? I moved quickly. There was a door handle hidden in the plates of the wall beside the computer, but the moment my fingers touched it, the banging stopped. It had gotten them. I was sure it had gotten them, whatever it was, and I hadn't been there. And whenever I tried to guess what it could be, I just kept seeing Sasha Wire, Sasha Wire. Every version of her I had ever known was taking turns trading faces with the thing that was going to get me. I didn't see her when I opened that door. But lying on the ground in front of me, looking sweaty and sick and pale, were Puck, Falco, and... Rita. And the sight of her lying there in a grease-stained sweater looking like something had just sucked the life out of her. Well, I guess it took the last ounce of sense I had. No! Rita! Puck, are you okay? Don't close the door! Don't close the door! Don't close the door! What? 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 God damn it! How could you? How could I what? What the hell is your problem? Because when you close the door, it... I mean, from the inside, you can't... Rita! Oh. Oh, Rita, I am so glad you're safe. You have no idea, Mr. Steele. No idea, because Director W, she said, she told me that you... It's all right, you... Rita. I'm okay. Whatever she told you, I'm right here, aren't I? You sure are. And you won't be going anywhere else for a while. What does that mean? The, um, the door locks from the outside, Mr. Steele. Locks from... You've got to be kidding me. Yep. Turns out exploring Shea Wire wasn't as free as I thought. We're stuck in here. In Sasha Wire's base, when we know she's looking for me. Can't be right every time. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash thepenumbrapodcast. If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from co-creator Kevin Vibert and actors Joshua Elon, Chelsea Ruscio, and Kate Jones. But how was it coming back to Rita? Because it has been months. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been very, very long. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I recorded, like, one single line 
for I think the last episode. Mm -hmm. um, but even that I did sort of by myself in my house. Now I'm like back in the studio. Um, it's so great. It feels wonderful to come back and screech like a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to Osipete, Rita Deserves All the Snacks and Movie Nights, Evit Connie, The Great Undead, Benjamin Fisher, SCP Chloe, Pooja Surti, a.k.a. Bring Nereev back right now or else the sky will rain fire, Silent Interim, June Gishoku, Aaron Ritson, Don't Stop Her Now, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Red Ruby Seven Truther, In Memory of Spiral Opal, Eden, Elizabeth Dunn, Michael David Smith, No Nereev, Don't Run Away, It's Forever Love Day, Every episode that passes without his presence, Nereev gains another name. Rohana. Ollie Nexus. PJ Escaping Space Capitalism. Caroline Seidman. Radius Ulna. Bisexual Disaster Extraordinaire. A sentient can of soda formerly known as J. Karen ZH. Slip Jackson if you're nasty. Red L. Genetic. Minchowski and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Stone Unturned, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steel, Noah Symes as Peter Nureyev, Ellie DeSautels as Slip Jackson, Chelsea Ruscio as Puck Falco, and Kate Jones as Rita. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.